0: Jonesy this podcast had it all three racing states and we went even went international
1: yeah that's what we're doing now uh I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions and mm. we're talking about the Kentucky derby yeah and um just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is and the turnover the t- <laughs> my God the turnover is phenomenal, but it also <laughs> I, I think it. <laughs> Shown a little light on the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia. But uh, more on that during the podcast.
0: Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do
1: something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the NEDS app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic forest Drifters.
0: Absolutely. And i uh, tell you what, some of the Drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the strab broke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term play. You've pulled it off before.
1: Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But
0: what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Hello? Yeah, good you. <laughs> uh, what's cracking? Oh, you know, mate. Um, feels like we're just recovering from one epic uh, weekend of racing heading into another. It's the best time of year, isn't it? Mate, it's unbelievable. I think I just sat down because I was just giving him a standing O at home. Giving big eye a, a standing O. Uh, yeah, you won't see many better runs than that. It
0: was just simply dominant from start to finish, wasn't it?
1: Yep. I
0: I think it's the most dominant uh, in a handicap race. I think the most dominant performance I've ever
1: seen. Yeah, right up there for me too. Uh, and look, he did exactly what we thought he'd do: um, lead from the gate, sit about top four or five, find some cover. Just didn't realise that for most of the race, he'd be about four or five wide. Unbelievable. It was a huge effort and
0: tell you what, yeah, has plenty of ticker, plenty of Bucky in him. Oh, uh, yeah. Huge amounts of Bucky. Um, like figuratively and literally, literally, I reckon. I reckon he has a
1: huge heart. Has to have a big heart, a real Farlap-esque type heart, real Might and Power-esque type heart. Yeah, he's... Oh, I had a feeling about him and I, I know a lot of punters did uh, leading into the spring off the back of his dominant performances, but his dominant performances, he wasn't beating much Mm-mm. and I had a bit of a feeling, you know what, he might be a pretty good horse, but I think he's exceeded everyone's expectations. I believe so. Um, all the data
0: gurus loved him like yeah. from the start. Yeah. Um, I was a late adopter, <laughs> but I'm happy to be on board. The no. big guy, you've got to be, mate. He's a Queenslander. Yeah. And how's our other bookies just paying him out early?
1: Wow, yeah. Wait. Oh, they must have crunched the numbers and thought, you know what, if we do this now, we'll probably save ourselves a lot of money come Cup Day uh, and also gives the punters some more cash to play with this weekend.
0: Well, I would imagine so.
1: Mm. I would imagine so.
0: And Cox Plate, Mooney Valley – The exact same thing happened uh, last year as it kind of is this year. Mm. A lot of rain scheduled or a lot of rain scheduled, some rain scheduled. Um, And I'm just on the fence of like, because do you remember the manicardo stakes night last year? Yeah, I do. Where I had diamond effort going at 34s Mm -hmm. and – the forecast during the week was like, this thing is going to be wet, wet, wet. Mm-hmm. And then she got scratched about 20 minutes before the race because it was hard, hard, hard. Yeah. I The rain scheduled is like max like 15 mil. And everyone's like, it's going to be a soft seven. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't understand it because they're going to yeah. have to water it. They've, the last rain that they've had at the track was on Tuesday morning.
1: Yeah. Well, the Mooney Valley deck's different to Flemington and um, and Caulfield, clearly, because it's a different track, but uh, because of the soil and the actual grass itself. So I think uh, naturally for the horses, their toe digs in a bit um, anyway. So a good four at Mooney Valley – is going to suit a horse who likes a bit of a wet dick mm. uh, better than a horse who's running on, say, a good four at Flemington, which can be really, really hard on the hooves, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Again, where we don't walk the track, we no. don't. We don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, I've never set foot inside Mooney Valley. No, <laughs> I haven't seen the blades of grass there. <laughs> no, but I would love to. Yes, before the
0: development, which mm. I actually looked up. Tried to look up the other day. And it's very like, how's it going? Is it still sitting in approvals and stuff like that? or I think it's been approved. I think they've started like planning it out. It's right. just, um, you know, these things take time. and uh, They do. No solid time because they're going to have to move the Cox Plate to Flemington or Caulfield or something. I'm
1: fairly sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's- interesting. Mm. Anyway. Any way. What about the Everest thoughts?
0: I thought it was a race in two. Mm. I thought it was either NS or Classic Legend. The classic, On reflection, Classic Legend was a dumb bet because, <laughs> look, he was a fantastic he's, – he's not was. He is a fantastic horse, but that is a hell of an effort to try and go, you've had one run in a year, you're 300 days off, should have done more research. He was only out of quarantine for seven weeks, so he was only seven weeks in work mm. <laughs> and he ran fifth.
1: Yeah, so huge still run. a huge run. Uh, yeah, that was way too big of a query for mine to yeah. have him on on top. Jeez, um, tell you what, if there was, if our boy Eduardo's legs got out of the way, uh, I think there'd be a lot of punters out there. Mm. who'd be happy chappies if they backed Mask Crusader because he was coming home like a freight train. I thought Nature Strip had it in the bag 100 metres out. I was like, too easy. He'll win by half a length. Mm. Uh, Mask Crusader had other ideas, but...
0: Yeah, the jocks weren't sure, were they? They were not. Yeah, but uh, sure, Mask Crusader was lucky, but he also missed the start by two lengths. Yeah. Which he just constantly does.
1: Yeah, so if you're going to back him... Yeah, he needs to he needs to run absolutely super. He needs to get the brakes. He needs all the luck, and that's why you know it's so it's so tough to back him when he's paying sub threes because mm. in the Everest if you jumped on it at nine dollars, yeah, great
0: punt, hundred mm, percent. And I remember this time last year I was backing him in Benchmark
1: seventy eight, and he was losing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's he's come a long way. Look, he'll he'll run in the Everest again next year. I'd imagine he'd, he'd be five, wouldn't he? He.
0: Yeah, and Everett, yeah. and Nature Strips getting in granddad years.
1: Yeah, he's seven.
0: Eduardo's eight. Yeah. So the sprinting ranks aren't as deep as they once were. No. So I don't know. Be interesting to see if there's any New Zealanders who come over, any Europeans. I think early days I looked at some of the old fields because it hasn't always been on Caulfield Cup Day. Um, it changes depending on when the NRL grand Grand final is, which again, I think I knew that deep down, but I got reminded of it during the week, Mm. but he, um, uh, yeah. The first couple of fields, they were deep, deep, deep fields. They were more than 12 runners. Yeah. So, um, which in my opinion just makes it even more impressive that Redzel just held on and the front runner.
1: Oh, he's a good boy. Redzel.
0: (laughs) He's a great boy. Mm. Um, Mate, on to this week, so got the Ladbrokes Cox Plate this
1: weekend. The Ladbrokes Cox Plate, it's uh, a best weight for age race, um, always a cracker, You know, memories of the Mighty Mare, four times in a row, um, some other famous victories, Maccabi Diva. Yep. Ligue sure Ligue sure yep. So you think twice? Yep, so you think twice. Adelaide. Yeah. Uh,
0: who won it last year? Sir Dragonette. RIP.
1: Rest in peace, big fella.
0: Very, very sad news during the week. But um, it's it's claimed to be the best two minutes in sport, and you can't really argue against that, can you?
1: Oh, I'm not going to go against Richo. No, because he loves the Cox Plate. I love I love the Cox Plate. It's a great race. Um, usually, spits the usually the best horse wins, which is what I mm-hmm. like about it. Yeah. Um, it. It is interesting too, because obviously Moonee Valley is such an interesting track. Uh, some horses who are champions don't necessarily handle it. No,
0: and it makes it even more interesting because, uh, you know, there's a bit of mystery and intrigue about Gold Trip. There is. And the New Zealand player as well. Yep, cool sign. So mate. Yes. So it's interesting to see if those runners actually do line up, but we'll get to that eventually, I
1: reckon. We will, we will. Uh, but um, speaking of Ladbrokes section this week, mate. Yes. Uh, We'll be talking about three-year-olds and how they've performed in the Cox Plate in the past because you've got two uh, at the moment. One is very hot in the market, Mm. my guy, Animo, the Mo, uh, and Captivant, who I think uh, is a pretty juicy price considering its performance in the Guineas. Um, So we see three-year-olds all the time carrying only 49 and a half kegs in the Cox Plate, and they tend to run pretty well, history says. Uh, And we've had some that have had cracking runs in the Cox Plate and then gone on to do bigger and better things. Um, So we're going to be talking about some of them and maybe we'll get you – give you a bit of an idea, drifters, as to whether you should jump on one this weekend. But um, do you want to kick us off, mate?
0: So basically, in a nutshell – a recent history of three-year-olds in the Cox Play. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the
1: topic this week.
0: <laughs> I'll kick it off. Well, you know, if we are doing a recent history, I think it makes sense to start with last year. Yeah. Grand Slam. Yeah. Uh,
1: interesting, <sighs> interesting, interesting, interesting uh, pick in the Cox Play. Now, this
0: was. is where the Mooney Valley Racing Club, have they have their own discretion with picking the field. We saw it during the week, KI Nontique. A group one Japanese – Japanese group one winner. Ran fourth in the Epsom.
1: In my opinion, probably deserved a run. Oh, uh, Look, you know, I'm not an expert, but I'll <laughs> tell you what. I, I, if I was on that panel, I'd probably vote yes. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, do I love Japanese horses? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Um, But I think it just would have added another element. And I think 100%. that's that's why they love putting three-year-olds in the race. And that's what they did last year with Grand Slam. Yeah. So I we, if you listen to our podcast from last year, um, it will basically be this like for like. Yeah. Except the very good people at LabRos have jumped on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Grand Slam, we were very critical of this run. We well, were. And It turned out rightfully so. Yeah. Because he finished a distant, distant, distant last.
1: Stable mate of the winner though, interestingly enough.
0: Yes, he was. So so he ran third in the lead up in the Caulfield Guineas, which like so you think as a reference point, which you'll probably go over later if you are, um, he finished fifth in the lead up. So it's like you compare it to that history, like okay, kind of makes sense. You know, you can justify it. But what I couldn't cop was this runner getting a start over Buckhurst. Yeah. He, did get, he was the, f- the only emergency in the race and he did get a start because Magic Bond was lame and then later retired. Mm. I couldn't understand that because Buckhurst was beating up on Sir Dragonette back in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, we've been over that so many times, a year ago even. Yeah. But after that race, Grand Slam went on to race five times, He's still active, from what I can see, but he hasn't run for a while, and he's won once at, ironically, the Cox Plate distance at the Valley. Yes, against his own age, mm. and he beat up on him that day, and I believe it was a leader bias.
1: Right. Okay. So. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, I like that the the race club have their discretion because you wouldn't have brilliant stories like I'm sure you might mention Seamus Award.
1: Yes. Speaking like, of Seamus Award. Let's get into him. Um, so Seamus Award was a maiden before the 2013 Cox Plate. Unbelievable. And he won it. What a guy. Lightly weighted, led, mm. and it was just too strong with the 49, 49 and a half kegs on his back. So he only had 14 starts in his career, Seamus Award, mm. and he only won twice. Yeah. Cox Plate won, and Australian Guineas in the autumn afterwards, the next. So two group ones, everything else –
0: Trained by Danny O'Brien, I believe. I
1: believe so. And guess who Seamus Award went on to sire? Uh, is it Animo? No. <laughs> the Big Eye. Oh, that's right. Incentivizer's yeah. father is Seamus Award. So it's funny how things work because there was an uproar when Seamus Award, a maiden, got picked to run in the Cox Plate. Imagine if the Moonee Valley Racing Club was like, you know what? Mm. Mm, nah, let's not pick him in this. He never wins the Cox Plate. Does he go on to sire anything? And Mm. if he does, does he sire incentivise who could go on to be, by the looks, a Hall of Fame racehorse in Australia? Early days, very early days. But he's already won three Group Ones. Mm. It's It's funny. It's
0: a great point, you
1: made. (laughs) So Seamus Awards, so a little bit of information there for you drifters. 2013 Cox Plate winner to tick off the maiden and now has fathered incentivise. Unbelievable. Two
0: years ago, my guy, Castelvecchio. This has to be my favourite ever two-year-old when he was a two-year-old. Didn't catch him as a three-year-old. He was very enigmatic. Hit and miss. He had his nuts. He didn't. Can't blame him. No. <laughs> you know, at the end, he well and truly had his mind and other stuff. Yeah. Um, but he... This has to be one of Craig Williams' best ever losing rides. Oh, it was unreal! It was brilliant because he didn't show any toe ever in his two-year-old or th- prior three-year-old season. Um, but he skipped away four hundred metres to go, raced on pace, and Willow just put him out there. And he's like, "You know what? I'm a featherweight here. Just going to go for it." The Japanese horse has to be bloody good to get past me. Turns out she was. She was very, very good, uh, Lee Sure, um, but. Castelvecchio, um, I, I remember thinking immediately after the Rose Hill he 21, I'm like, how did this horse go around at nine bucks? <laughs> Makes absolutely no sense. It's a stupid prize. He was runner-up against his own age. He was runner-up in a cox plate against the older horses, against his own age at 2,000 metres. What, what did we all miss?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's a good horse, Castle he, Vecchio. He was a brilliant horse. So mm. um, yeah. But the note to take out of that is racing patterns that you might have seen prior from three year olds might not necessarily be the case in the Cox plate because they are the featherweights. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
0: And it was funny because James Cummings has alluded to today on Thursday that you know they want to race Animo to his natural pattern. Do they? Or do they not? Or is that just
1: smoke and mirrors? Mind games. <laughs> Mind games. Um, yeah. Good shout, mate. Um, look, you mentioned already, so you think, has to be on this list. So he finished fifth in the Caulfield Guineas mm. prior to the Cox Plate, but he'd won two races prior, and he was racing in a lot of black type stuff. So just his fifth start humble <laughs> in, the, in the Cox Plate. 2000, 2009 wins it thanks for coming okay cool comes back the next year as a four-year-old 2010 wins it so he's done it lightly weighted good on him comes back carrying what an extra eight kegs on his back i think mm-hmm. it's 57 and a half four-year-olds yeah wins it and then goes on to the melbourne cup first time he's raced further than 20 uh, 2000 meters runs third
0: yeah last ever run uh, in australia yeah In the Melbourne Cup That's a great horse though you yeah. think And he's yeah He was unbelievable One of my favourites Back in the day When I was just having You know A little $5 bet Dad gave me a $2 each way bet On the Melbourne Cup each yeah. year But I did have some luck in the Cup You did for a long time Yeah Um. Shout out to
1: Viewed My guy
0: <laughs> But all the whiz fizzers in the world Let's go Um. But and
1: from then you were hooked <laughs> But
0: yeah, he was he was brilliant. Um I think he landed up being a ten time group one winner. Yeah, ten times, I think. Yeah. Unbelievable. So and you know, who's his most successful progeny? <laughs> so Sivon, obviously. One point eight million is what? Well. <laughs> yeah. Just a money spinner, that boy. Good looking horse too. Yeah, well, so you think. I think he's the yeah. you know. You know how he you, stud. You know how you look at like old school photos, like black and white. And it's just like, of your granddad or something, and you're like, oh, he was a good looking
1: rooster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like that. Yeah. And he's just, they just look strong back yeah. in the day. That'd be him. That, that would be yeah. him. And going back to that, actually, Seamus Award, you know, he won the Cox play as a three year old in 2013. He's already got another champion. Yeah. So he was born in 2010. We're 17 years older than him, mm. Seamus Award, and he's already kicking goals. He'll be a grandfather soon. What a guy. <laughs> You'd hope so. Yeah,
0: uh, The last one on this list, well, you know, she did race against the Mighty Mare, but I don't think she – I don't think anyone knew what we were in for because Winx went around at $4.40 that day in her Silly. first
1: Cox Plate. Silly price. And I
0: heard during the week on RSN, Hugh Ome was uh, weighing up the ride for her and another horse. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Like Hugh has his criticisms right Yeah He gave like And he didn't have to do much on it But you still had to get the job done
1: Yeah And the the pressure of a nation 100% It's yeah It it certainly adds extra few kegs on your back When you're riding it
0: Like 33 wins in a row That's a long time
1: 25 group ones Yeah (laughs) 25 group ones mate Unbelievable Oh gee
0: Anyway We're not talking about (laughs) Winks We're talking about Yankee Rose Sorry (laughs) Winks Who ran third behind her
1: by about eight
0: lengths. Um, But so many other horses were disgraced in that race. Mm. Yankee Rose wasn't. Um, I think she started about the $13 quote. um, And, you know, she she won – I think she won the flight stakes in the lead up. And she actually won against the boys in one. I can't remember. Oh, the – it was about a month. It's a few weeks before it. We just had a spring champion. That's what she right, won. Okay. She won the spring champion as well. So against the boys, I think Montefiely is the only mayor to do it since or Philly to do it since. So she was a really classy horse, but she only raced at the track two more times. Oh, right. One of those times, she started a $1.90 favorite in the VRC Oaks, and that's the famous footage of Brennan Abdullah on the Squetty Spirit, just going out 150 to 1. He's taken off with about 1,000 to go, and he's like 20 lengths in front of everyone, and his horse is crawling to the line, and he. but everyone else just couldn't keep up with him. Mm. Yeah, poor old Yankee bros finished uh She lost by 20 lengths. <laughs> and the Squetty Spirit in the Oaks wins by, yeah, 20 lengths, 150 to 1, and Brendan Avdala does the old bow in the irons.
1: Thanks for coming. Yeah,
0: but Yankee Rose, she's at stud now. So, yeah, right, okay. Love to see
1: it. So, yeah, um, I guess all in all, drifters, three-year-olds can run super well in the cox plate and some have gone on to do huge things. So, look, if if one of these, if Captain Captavant or Animo ends up being another So You Think, well, gee whiz, we've got a superstar on our hands, but yeah. Um, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? But anyway, thanks to Ladbrokes. Um, thanks, guys. I know it's a big weekend for you guys. Uh, hopefully everything goes well. Yeah.
0: Wish you nothing but the best. Okay. Let me put my reading glasses on because we're doing another runner-by-runner. Runner. We had some good feedback during the week. Oh, excellent. Yeah.
1: And, you know, we don't have a field of 18 this time. So we're doing runner-by-runner runner in the Menicato? No. <laughs> We'll do the
0: uh, – do you want to kick off with the Manicato?
1: Well, it's beforehand. It makes sense.
0: Okay. I potted the Metropolitan. That actually turned out to be a very nice race. It was a great race. It was a great race. Form held up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Once Philly ran, what, fourth or fifth?
1: Yep. Entente the- ran third.
0: Yeah, in definitely lesser grade, but he—that yeah. was his what fourth run in five weeks. Mm. Montefilia surprised me in the Caulfield Cup. Yep, she got spanked, but she ran fourth or fifth. That she was did, yeah, good effort. Um, yeah, so we, so we potted that race. Now it's not the Manicato Stakes fault. It's not, No. because the Everest is just the rocked Everest. into town, and it's just taken all the big. <laughs>
1: big horses, <laughs> the
0: big, the big, the big horses, the big horses, and they're just strutting their stuff in Sydney. So, look, I'll say it: this is a Group Three at best. Yeah. So, when you're looking through the form, you might see Express Pass at for age and you're like, "Wow, um, that that's that's strange against in a Group One." But he doesn't need to be a Group One horse to win this.
1: Uh, so. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are this is an actual Rubik's Cube that I'm trying to decipher because there's chances left, right, and center. Um, yeah, I, I'm not keen on this race whatsoever. I can understand why Savatou Excel is a favorite. I really can. He's a group one winner. His 1,200-meter record is spot on, draws pretty well. He'll be up there or thereabouts. Uh, his first up run was great. He came home really well in the Shellackey. Stakes uh, a couple of weeks ago. Never ridden on the Valley. Saved to Excel. Catches some horses out. I'm not 100% sure if he'll catch him out. Uh, he's definitely not one of mine. He's honest as the day is long. But he's honest. And I think he's a proven group one horse. He's proven over the, uh, the distance. I think he'll run well. Um, he's what- a proven group one horse in Adelaide. He is. But. Not even in Brisbane. But. <laughs> this this race could be bloody ridden in Darwin, <laughs> the quality of it, um, which he, he, that suits him perfectly. Yeah, it really does. Oh, he really does actually. Yeah, he's yeah. got a background in Darwin. But um, the way I looked at this race, mate, uh, who bloody leads? And it looks like there's going to be a whole stack of them up in that first like two or three pairs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does to Excel lead? just Crystal Bound? Lead does Jonka lead? does Lombardo, does Bella Nipitina, does La Mexicana, does Streets of Avalon? I think for mine, Savato Excel gets the lead. Um, Crystal Brown
0: probably kicks up underneath him. Streets of Avalon is, he knows no other way. Mm-hmm. That horse has to be one of the worst drawn horses in the history of the game. He can never draw a gate, Streets of Avalon. Lombardo, I reckon, will sit midfield. He'll take a sit. That's how they've been riding him recently, just off the lead. Jonka, I think they'll have intent. I think they'll kick forward. And Positive I, intent. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they kicked up inside Savatu Excel trying to keep him wide mm. uh, and cast him. So, I think that's your speed. Le Mexicano will go forward but I re- and even Swats that can go forward. Yeah. So, I reckon they'll sort themselves out based on the barriers, obviously. But I reckon I have Jonka, Crystal Bound and Savatu Excel yep. fighting out the f- At the front and Streets of Avalon will be the other one up
1: there. Yeah. Stack of early speed. Uh, You know, Mooney Valley, as you know, you want to find a position on the rails. You do. Um,
0: And if the rain misses, which apparently it's now scheduled to hit after the Friday night meeting, not during. So, but honestly, the rain at the moment is an absolute gamble. So, I'm leaning towards having something on pace here. Yeah. Um, and when I looked through this field, I had a look through, it might be, you know, it's not a group one quality, but there is some, still some group one performers in here. Mm-hmm. Now, you might pot their form, but I, I think now that dispatch has been scratched, there's only three group, uh, not group one, but wait for age horses in this race, and that is the top three. In the running order. That's Streets of Avalon, Jonker, and to XL. I think it's between the three of them. Yeah, fair. I'm potting that I have to have an opinion on <laughs> these three-year-olds and I think they're no good. Mm-hmm. If they, if they, if Ingratio, I think of them, Ingratiating is probably the best three-year-old of them, but I'm happy to take him on because he was very flat last start. He was. I've got Jonker on top here. Yeah, I've got Jonker on top. Um, he's been racing against far better horses than these. He was only three lengths off Mask Crusader last start, and he was all dressed up, nowhere to go. Yeah, he was just in front of bums. Yeah, he, he literally had nowhere to go. The Queenslander, he was out with a hundred to go, went up on the rail, and he made up some ground late. First up, um, he was he was lame. Mm-hmm. He, so he was uh, found to be lame in the stewards' report. And he's still only finished three lengths off him. I'm happy to have him on top here. Yeah. Um, Daniel Moore's in good form. He is, loves the valley. Yeah, he does. Buckets. Barrier five, I reckon he's probably drawn a little bit better than Savage to Excel. But my goodness, mate, I'm having I'm keen to play in this race. <laughs> Some value. I'm having a Quinella, one, two, four. Yeah. Streets of Avalon. I nearly picked him on top here. Like he is a sneaky good horse around the valley, sneaky good horse. Loves it bone dry, which I think it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, his best form has been at 1,400. He's a two-time group one winner at the 1,400 metres. But I think in his recent form, he's actually been racing quite well at the 1,200 and he's six weeks between runs here and he's got some a pretty decent first up profile. So I think they've freshened him up. He'll be ready to go here. I think he's gonna he's well over the odds for mine at $31. So yeah, juicy. And then yeah, Savatu Excel rounds out my trifecta.
1: Fair enough, mate. Um I think Savatu Excel will run well. Same. Yeah. He I, I don't see why he doesn't. No. He's proven. Um or because he wanted big odds in a group one in Adelaide. Doesn't mean it won't happen again. No. Tony and Calvin won the race last year with Haydog. They did. Uh, Lou Curry. He's a good job. He is. So I think Savatoa Excel is a really good chance. I like Belenipatina. Yeah. She's an honest horse. She's going real well at the moment. She finished just behind Savatoa Excel and Dosh last start in the Shellackey. Interesting about that race, she dropped back uh, 100 metres from the 1,200 where she won at Caulfield, Um, and it looked like the way she was hitting the line, if it was 1,200 metres, she might have got over the top of Savatou Excel Uh, and definitely, definitely Dosh, maybe Saber to Excel. I think she runs well, drawn a little bit awkwardly for mine, because she'll come out at barrier one, Man, she might even take up the lead, but I think she'll be pushed back, and and maybe be a few pairs back. Will she get a break to run out? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Look, she's ran at the track twice, she's finished second twice, um, at the distance. Um, So, Actually, she, sorry, she's ran at the track four times for three seconds. So she can get around the valley. I think she'll run super well, Bella Um So I'll probably have her on top um, on top of Savitou uh, to Excel. Look, the three-year-olds, yeah, jury's out for mine. I said to you during the week, I'm keen to see how they go. But as in, if they don't do anything, line through them. Never again. But I've got a feeling about Sneaky Five. I think she's a special filly. Yes. Um, yep. I think she'll sit about midfield. She'll just she'll need a lot of luck. She'll need to peel out and kick. Um, oh, I don't know if I want to dive in at that price of $8.50.
0: No, and one thing I've started doing is looking at horses that have had this long let off. Yeah. So recent times, a great example is Harbour Views. Had 52 weeks off, beat Ayrton. Next run was really flat. Mm. I reckon she could be due for a flat one. She could be. Uh, but if she's, you know- Kiramar David uses. She could be brilliant. She could be. Dean Yendel on board. Yeah, he can get low. Um, <laughs> he gets so low. He can so low. I was contemplating Belenipatina as well. My big query on her was um, her wins this prep have been against the Mayors. Yes. So, But she did run well last start, probably dropping back to the 1100 didn't help. So... And yeah, obviously Barrier One at the Valley is a little bit sticky. But so you got Bella Nipotina
1: on top. I'll go Bella for now. Um Saber to Excel and, and Sneaky Five. But you know, anything could win this, Lombardo, Swatsack could run a race, La Mexicana and Gracia. Oh yeah.
0: Lovely. Well, I think we've spent more than enough time on that race. Heaps so of time. Let's get on to the labrox cox plate. So yep. runner by runner preview. I believe you have the odds.
1: I have the odds. Um, number one, the big Z, Zaki. Been favourite for this race for about three years, I think, mate. Been paid out by some agencies. Been paid out by some, yeah. Uh, you're getting about three bucks for him now, which I think is a fair price. Yes, he was flat last start. You can make all the excuses in the world. But I just, I just think the few things didn't go his way, and he just didn't like it. J-Mac comes down from Sydney. That's a massive tick. I saw today Annabelle Nesham's able to get trackside, um, which is a huge omen. Um, yeah, I think drawing barrier six, he could very well lead, dictate pace and kick and be too strong for these. I think he's in with a red hot crack. I think he'll prefer Mooney Valley uh, to um, Caulfield and Flemington. We'll sit up, we'll have every chance. Uh, Yeah, I think he's a massive winning chance, Zaki.
0: Absolutely. His uh, track gallows during the week have looked brilliant. Yeah. Working against uh, Mwanga, um, who, to be fair, is not a great track galloper by all reports, but he's still looking nice. Yeah,
1: and um, if you've seen pictures and footage of Zaki this week, he looks an absolute treat. Big chest on him. Yep. This has been his grand final for basically since he ran in the Doncaster. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year. Since he got here. So, you know, he'll be ready to go, Zaki.
0: 100%. Uh, Dallassan, look, this horse is honest. I yep. was hoping, and if he still goes there next week, I was hoping he'd run in a Cantala. I thought he'd be a brilliant bet there. He would. This is a bit of a bit of an ask. Look, um, he ran with a heavy weight in the Epsom. Um he finished off quite well there. He probably finished off a little bit better than mm. Um He probably had a little bit of weight relief on that galloper. Look, I don't think he's classy enough to win this. No. Would it be totally surprised if he ran a place? I would
1: be shocked if he won. Yeah, I'd be shocked. So, <laughs> next horse. On, on to the next one. <laughs> uh, number three, gold trip. French horse. Might not run. As it turns out, obviously, some vet issues done, today. Done his hammy again. Yeah. yeah. Declan Jones hammies. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed he runs, though, because it would be great to see him. Um, French horse, placing G1s overseas, ran fourth and Arc a triomphe. That's good form. Yeah. Um, you know, Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace obviously brought over a European horse, Sir Dragonette, rest in peace, who won last year. So, oh, look, something could something similar could happen here um, if he runs at all. Yeah. Uh, Europeans in this obviously go pretty well. Uh, they don't have the greatest record being first up into a Cox Plate though. So, um, yeah, keen to see how he goes, but won't be in my numbers.
0: Yes. And if he doesn't run here, we'll still see him because he's staying here. Yeah, he's with Aussie
1: Bloodstock. So, so. Um, yeah, hopefully he runs, but otherwise we'll see.
0: Yeah. gonna He's not in my numbers now because of this setback. Um, but on to the next runner who's also had a setback, Sign Mav, the New Zealander in the field. His best form is probably over the mile, 1,400 metres to the mile. He's run once at the 2,000 metres and was gapped back to third. As a reference point, he's been very competitive against Avantage and Melody Bell, so that's a clear reference point, but probably at the latter end of Melody Bell's career where she probably wasn't as good. Um, but still, you have to be competitive, and that's the best New Zealand galpers who were running in New Zealand because probably was running here. Mm. it's a big difference it's a big difference (laughs) so he's probably one of the better new zealand gallopers going around these days but can't have him here no thank you but Uh, if he does get scratched he's probably the likely leader mm.
1: so that's gonna add a little bit more intrigue yeah um true um Zaki's stable, mate. Number five, Mawanga. G'day, mate. Almost a forgotten horse in this, I think. Uh, you could get as much as $21 when markets first opened with Ladbrokes. Into $13 now, Mawanga. Beat very elegant first up. Almost been incentivized. It's fair form. Yep. Carried a stack of weight in the Epsom and finished off strongly. I think uh, if he drew a better barrier there, he might have finished closer to the lead. Um, if he was lightly weighted in that, he wins. Uh, this is obviously an asset test for the longer. Uh, blinkers go on. Wouldn't be surprised to see him in the finish.
0: Yeah. No, I agreed. Um, I had to have a set against some of them. You can't have them all. I can't have them all. I'm risking him. I'm also risking one of the queens of the turf, very elegant. Tongue tie first time. Interesting, I thought. Breathing issues for mm. mine, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's just pointing to me that she's just not right this prep. No. Just something's off. Um, you know, she might have been in season last run. She Her blood work was a little bit off. She might have had the flu apparently. You know who this reminds me of? And my guy <laughs> who I found out during the week, Nature Strip has a hay fever.
1: Yeah, yeah he does yeah so he's, he doesn't have straw or yeah. hay in his um in his barn he has he has like newspaper or something because because it, it, and that's why he always goes better in the autumn because spring hasn't sprung and he's oh. not, not messing up with his hay fever
0: so so drifters I have hay fever like no one else it just <laughs> I can sneeze with the best of them. But, um, yeah, Chris Waller's even figured that out for the horse and that's what happened to him last spring. Yep. He just had hay fever every weekend. He was he was bloody knackered. And he went out <laughs> there and tried his best. He just couldn't do it. And I have no doubt Very Elegant will do the same. I have to have some sort of um, set against some horses in this race. She's one of them. I don't have her in my top four.
1: So <sighs> Okay. Uh, probably Beale. Speaking of Kiwi horses... Um, Gee, she's a tough, tough horse, probably, Bill. Definitely one of ours. Um, she's failed at Mooney Valley before. Um, you'd probably have to say the conditions weren't there to suit. Uh, look, I, I think if she gets a, a, a soft five or better, she'll run a cracking race, beat Zaki last start. Jeez, that's pretty good form. And I tell you what, with Ladbrokes, you're getting 14 bucks to find out. I reckon that's slightly over for probably, Bill. She ticked the 2,000-meter box. Last start, um, but she is not in my numbers. you feel like
0: everything went right for her last start. Fair. And one thing that I saw in the stewards' vision of that run as well, in the last 100, she was off her legs. She got jelly legs. She was going left to right. So she was right at the end of her capabilities. And her she, class is getting out of there. Yeah, but Nonconformist went on to run second in the Caulfield Cup. It's good form. So, you know- Form franked somewhat. Um, I just, I just think Zaki's a better proposition over at this elite field. Anyway, state of rest, the other European in the race, an American Group One winner. Yeah, he was and, quite dude
1: <laughs> He was quite impressive.
0: Yeah, very
1: impressive. Lightly, lightly raced state of rest.
0: Yeah. Uh, how many starts he has got? The eight of them. Eight of them. By all reports, this horse wants it dry, so keep that in your calculations. But this is uh, once you tune in to get on later tonight or it was on last night or it was on the other week or the other year, whenever you're listening to this, Jason Richardson's pick, stay to rest.
1: Yeah, I knew that, yeah.
0: So you have to respect the man. Oh Uh, God, yeah. Joseph O'Brien can bring a horse over here. I think his win in that Saratoga Group One in America was quite impressive. The way he just picked up and he was he gapped him. I think it was Bolshoi Ballet, the horse who was the heavy favourite in that race, went on to Frank the Form in Europe after that. So I think State Rest is running the game here, and he's in my numbers. There you go.
1: Mo, <laughs> animo, four oh, bucks dollars. Sheesh, that is short. Oh, look, everyone who listens to this podcast, who watches this on YouTube, knows I am a huge fan of Mo. He's a, he's a talented, talented horse. Um, gets the featherweight here. Craig Williams on board. Drew Barry a 10, which do you know what? I don't think that's a massive deal for Mo because I don't think he was going to take a lead, but... And three-year-olds have gone well. As we were talking about before in the Cox Plate, they've made use of their featherweight. He'll be coming home like a freight train. I'm just worried that he'll have too much ground to make up. Mo, um, he's in my numbers. I think he'll run a cracking race. Uh, if he wins, geez, good on him. <laughs> and, and good on him. And he's, he's going to be a champion, champion horse. And it's probably, the, probably will be the last time we see him. I'll probably take him to the autumn. But anyway, um, yeah. But uh, you got to risk some things, don't you? You do. And the last horse in the field is Captivon. Captivon, another three-year-old who ran well in the Guineas. By far, head and shoulders, the best ruffie in this race yep. for mine.
0: Eighteen dollars, you're getting. I'm having something at that price for sure. I think I either said it on this podcast or I said it to you previously. When two-year-olds and three-year-olds, or in their two-year-old season, when horses are winning at the mile, they're just going to keep progressing When once they get older. This bloke, his two peak runs have been at the mile. He had the champagne as, as a two-year-old where he was brilliant. And then he also, or was it the champagne or the JJ Atkins? One or the two. <laughs> Um, he ran out of his skin. And then he also ran brilliantly in the Guineas last last start, and he he didn't lie down against Animo. He nearly ground grounded that horse away, and I have a feeling he's just he's going to be the one that kicks up from the barrier, and he might even lead. Mm. Um, and with the featherweight, and if he can, you know, get Zaki to go mad again, he could be the one that just is. Bit of a fly in the ointment there. <laughs> so I am I think he's a brilliant chance in this race. Well over the odds, he's in my
1: numbers. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, mate, look, I, I, I can see him running well. Uh, I think drawing barrier one suits because, yeah, I think he will kick up and be there or thereabouts. thereabouts uh, early doors. Who you got winning? Zaki. Yeah, same. I have Zaki on top from State of Rest and Captivant fair um yeah zaki on top for mine this is a grand final always has been if he runs anywhere near his peak he wins easy um he's my on top he oh, i've got to put mo on my numbers i love that horse and i think look i think things aren't quite right with fairly elegant at the moment but i'm a huge fan i respect her um the chris waller magic might bring her home um i'll have her running into third but um no zaki for mine now, you know what we need to do. We need
0: to get some actual sense on this podcast. Yes, yeah, we do. We do. Now, this man has been on previously. He has. And he knows what he's talking about. In this studio. First ever
1: podcast yep. in this studio. Yep.
2: Hello, this is Sam. Sheboss. How are we, folks?
1: Yeah, good. How are you, mate?
2: Mate, not bad. Uh, it's, I've been sitting in my car for 15 minutes and I thought, <laughs> Now they'll call in a sec. They'll call
1: in a sec. I've got out and I've got my little post-it note with all my tips and it's dropped on the wet road. Oh, no. Mate, we're sorry. We thought we'd talk about the manicado for about 30 seconds and we talked about it for about 10 minutes. So, uh, hence the delay. But um, anyway, That's all
2: right. I'll live.
1: Drifters, we've got Sam Sheehan on the podcast, um, the S in SJC Thoroughbreds. Uh, mate, do you want to tell us a little bit about SJC?
2: Uh, Yes, so we're basically a group of of young fellas that are putting together horses and syndicating them for for other young, like-minded people. So we've probably got 11 horses now that we've filled up with, yeah, just young people, whether it's first-timers or people that have five or six horses, just looking to get more young individuals involved in racing. Love it, man!
0: That's so, so heartwarming. I love to hear that. (laughs) I love it.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm glad I could warm your heart up on a, a cold spring evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brah. Let's get on to the manicardo, mate. How did you figure out this Rubik's Cube?
2: Uh, well, that's exactly what it is, a Rubik's Cube. I mean, last year, for me, it was an easy winner, loving Gabby. Uh, don't think it was ever in doubt. So its uh, I think the race has dropped a lot in class um, looking back. So,
0: that's one of the great understatements,
2: it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, I'm having a look at like you have a look at the field, and like, there's names you recognize, but this is a group one race. Um, I'm not sure if it's a group one field, but I mean, anyway, we're here, and that's the main thing. Um, <laughs> I've actually gone, I know, I know I've got a few that are meant to be rough each way, but in this race, I've gone Bella Nipotina. On top, I just think the barrier is going to play a big part, and I, I don't know. I just think she's going to be, be hard to hold out coming on a bit later in the race. It's, it's obviously hard to know whether the speed's on or off at the moment or how the track's playing, but nine times out of ten, I'm a leader's man at the Valley, Money Valley, but <laughs> I'm looking back at it. And and every single one of my picks is not a leader, so <laughs> I'm probably going to eat my words as I look at my ink dripping Post-it note. Um, <laughs> and then, like I've got a close second to this. Um, I was doing some form with actually a mate, Posse. Shout out to Posse. He knows who he is. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think what's that is is going to be something at twenty dollars. I think it's going to be. Um, a bit of a smoky here. I mean, from last year, uh, oh sorry, earlier this year, it's got a bit of mass crusader form, and I think we've seen to we've seen how well that's come on this prep. Obviously, you never know coming into a different prep if the horse is going to come on or not. But I think I think you can chuck that in there from a white barret. Got the car park, but I think that that those two are going to be the ones that are up there. Wow. Um, I'll throw an honourable mention out to Jonker. He's <laughs> turned me twice. i was expecting good things, so he'll probably win. But I just can't back him. I can't do
0: it. <clears throat> Fair enough, mate. Well, you've convinced me to put that Cornella on for those three, so <laughs> that could pay anything.
2: No, <laughs> it it'll be big.
0: Yeah. What about the Cox Plate, the kids mate? Now this is a Group One field. This field. How do you? How did you yeah. feel the Cox Plate?
2: Uh, I mean, there's obviously a lot of media and talk around Zaki. Um, what's on it that's really got me stumped here is I think it's around 280 or I think it was around up this morning. Um, so you've got Zaki at 280 and then Probabil that rolled it. I think it's at 13s or 12s or something like that, which doesn't make heaps of sense to me. Um, I'd be, I swear, I mean, I'd be more inclined to take Probabil as in each way, like, probably of place would be well over what Zaki is to win. But, after rambling on about those two for a second, <laughs> I'm, I'm going a smoky, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of an international horse. And, we've got state of rest here at, I think, I think it was just under tens this morning, around about that. I think, like, it's hard to pin overseas group form like here in Australia, but, I've just I've got a feeling that the O'Brien will will really get him going over here. Um and yeah, I don't know, I've just got a feeling. I can feel it in my waters boys. Trust
0: your gut. Trust your gut and Trust your gut. you might even get a better price. So he's eleven bucks at the moment, but I reckon they're gonna come for Animo late. And so you could even have a Quinella play there, state of rest in Jazaki, which would be very nice.
2: It would be tasty. And I mean Animo like kilos. Not many jockeys are getting to that. And Craig Williams, I know he hasn't ridden many winners lately, but he does know how to ride them. And he was on Gabby at the Valley uh, last year. So, I mean, it's one of those things.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. All right. So, what about your value play across the weekend? You have basically two days to choose from. So, who's your value?
2: Yeah. So, I've gone Saturday, Doombin, and Race 10. So we've got an ex dolphin horse in Fathos oh, up yeah. here. Kyle Carl, Carl Wilson-Taylor claiming three. I mean, he's carrying, he's carrying sorry, an absolute village. He's got
0: <laughs> 64. <laughs>
1: 64 uh, <gigs>. yeah. <laughs> Mate, pretty sure yeah. I could get to that weight.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I am that weight. <laughs> 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 uh, and, yeah, like I just think he comes down to 61. For me, he seems the class horse uh in that race obviously contemptuous it'll it'll go light down to 53 but i just think that that's the roughie of the weekend 16 16 and 460 i just i think it's worth a nibble each way as a roughie, even though a couple of my other picks are probably rougher than that (laughs) outside the main races it's uh it's both off for me
0: uh, yeah, that's a that's a great case. And you're getting $16 to find out. He's obviously the top weight in the race, race 10 race ten, number one face in Doombin. What about your – It'll be the
2: get out stage that <laughs> one.
0: What about the each way of the day, mate?
2: Yeah, so I've gone – I've stayed with Doombin, you know. Why change what you know? <laughs> I've gone race six. So a golden horse put on the red light. So we were all on it. And when I say all, there was a few of us at the pub. We were all on it then. And I just think it looks like it could be something pretty special. It's going to come a long way off that first run it had. Um, and that's, oh, what is it, eight fifteen to 5. So if you're getting $5, I think there's still a bit of value around uh, at those prices. Obviously, there's a few other young, good horses in there as well. But I just think it, uh, it's going to get it done.
0: Lovely. And uh, is your best in Brisbane as well?
2: No, it's not. It's back to Money Valley for the best of the day. It's, uh, it's, geez, it's short and I hate myself for this, so it's going to get rolled for sure. <laughs> but it's, forget you, I think it's at $2-ish.
1: Yeah, forget um, you, $2, yeah, race seven.
2: Yeah, I just think Six, like, it's better than bank interest. I think you just have to look at it like that. It's... Uh, I
0: just can't see that one losing. Yeah. Look, it it's the logical favorite in the Victoria Derby for a reason. So Yeah, oh, 100%. Ran brilliantly in the guineas. Look, I can't knock any of those tips at all.
1: Nah, I'm with you, mate. You've made too much sense. Oh, So know. much logic. You're just spewing up logic.
2: Well, that's it, and I can't even read my post-it
1: note anymore. So (laughs) that's when
2: you know it's real. If I truly believe it, and I'm not (laughs) reading it from being written down, then how can you go wrong?
1: You didn't (laughs) actually even check the form. This is just trusting your gut that they're running. You can even remember the races.
2: No, no. Why do you need to know what race it is when you know the winner?
1: (laughs) (laughs) True,
0: true, mate. All right. Anything else to add, there, she boss?
2: No, I think that's it, boys. I think uh, good luck to everyone punting this weekend. I think we might have soft track in at Doomman, so that could absolutely wipe out every single one of my Doomman chips. But, <laughs> hey, who knows?
1: Man, I thought you were going to have a bit of a rant at uh, at racing in Victoria because you're a fan of a Japanese horse that's not taking the field in the Cox plate.
2: I sat in my car for 20 minutes and I thought, you know what, I've, I've – Started a feud on Twitter with Racing Victoria, and you're right. I should continue on with it. It absolutely baffles me that a horse that runs fourth in a Group One Wing Stakes is deemed to not have good enough form to run in the Cox Plate. Every run it's had here has been against it on the speed map. Racing Victoria, you—I don't even know if you can swear on this podcast—but you're just twat,
1: honestly. <laughs>
2: You hardly got viewers last weekend with the Everest on. You're kicking out the Japanese horses. It's it's just disrespectful, I think. You just got a seven year old you. stallion going, Your seven year old stallion is just yeah. let the boys play.
0: <laughs> it's a good point you anyway, knew. It's a great mate, point. I, you could,
2: make. I could just I could blow up at this forever. If you're on Twitter you can follow me on Sheehan Samuel of uh <laughs> oh, oh, I've let the people know there that, their inconsistencies have not gone unnoticed.
0: Oh, he's a great and there'll follow. be an inquiry. He's a great follow. Drifters we will obviously get Shebos across all the socials if you follow us, so you'll find him. But uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, apologies about the delay, but uh, we got there in the end.
2: That's it, boys. All right, have a good one and good luck.
1: Thanks, Sammy. Good luck, mate. Aroo, See mate.
2: you,
0: boys. <sighs> what a man. He's funny. State of rest. State of rest. And I thought he was going prob bill for a second.
1: Yeah, he made a case, didn't he? He did. Uh, Roughie of the day. Uh, race six, Mooney Valley. Um, number ten, Saturday. Oh, on Saturday. Saturday. Sorry, mate, just to clarify. Saturday, Mooney Valley, Race six, number 10, Rhinoceros. Oh, big rhino. Yeah, stable mate to elephant. Uh, lightly weighted. Um, Geez, this colt's had a good start to his career. He's won at the Valley before uh, over fifteen hundred meters. Makes a step up to sixteen hundred. Uh, draws well, I think, at nineteen bucks. I'll have a throw at the stumps. It's the zoo stakes, isn't it? <laughs> it is the zoo stakes because
0: you have buffalo, mm. and then you have elephant, and then you have rhinoceros.
1: Yeah, and you have be good to your mother too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Gee uh. uh. Okay,
0: you. Well, mate, I can't I can't drop off this horse now. I can't. I'm going to the invitation, the time-honoured first year, the invitation, number two. So, Ramwick, race nine, number two, nudge. Yeah, you have to. I can't drop off this horse. Yeah, you have to. I think you're going to get a much better price than $12 on the day uh, because I think and Trivier is going to – there's going to be a lot of money for this horse. She'll be she'll be hard to beat, but she has drawn sticky and Nudge is inside her. So if she does take a little sip behind her, she might just follow her home and be too strong. She might do. So I think, yeah, Nudge, I've obviously been on for a long time. I hope she wins this because i got the price early in the invitation. And then I hope she backs up next week in the Empire Rose
1: and wins that. I imagine that. So that'd be nice. Chris Waller. He knows what he's doing, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so, nudge for me. Um, my H-Way bet uh, is in Week as well. Race 10, number six, Baluchi Babe. She's an emergency for the invitation. Um, she's on fire. She's, she's she's on fire, this prep, I reckon, this uh, Bjorn Baker mare. She's honest as they come. Uh, 12 career starts. She's only finished out of the top three. Once, uh, she was $5 with laddies when I was looking at her uh, yesterday. She's coming to four fifty, so still a bit of value there. Um, Bjorn's had a busy week, so <laughs> maybe his horses will run well this weekend. Bluechi, babe.
0: Beautiful. Each play for me is on Friday night in the Manicado stakes itself. I think Jonka is a cracking bet. I think he's... Each run, he's had excuses. He was lame first up. He ran super second up just behind a wall of bums. Just couldn't
1: get past the seats. Couldn't. I think he's drawn much better here. Has every chance. Fair enough. Uh, my best of the day. I'm with Sam Shan. I know it's only just in the black, $2 uh, with Ladbrokes, but um, I think Forgot You just wins that race, the Mooney Valley Vase, uh, race seven uh, on Saturday the Valley. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm on Friday night again, so oh, I'm, playing, I'm playing early. <laughs> you know who's
0: back? Who? Race two, number five, thought of that. This, oh. this horse is back, mate. He's, He's back. He's back. And look who's riding him. Linda's back too. She can ride a leader. She can. Remember when this horse we were, went down for Derby Day and in the leader, they kicked her off when he was winning at Caulfield That's by right. eight lengths. And they put on Mark Zara.
1: That's right.
0: She's reunited with him. That's got to be special. Special. Uh, look, you're not getting a spoil. He's about the two dollars. He might even start shorter, but I'm I'm not afraid of anything in this race. He's I think he's back. If it's a dry track, that's perfect. He'll get he gets around the valley, two thousand meters. Mm. Let's do it. I'm All with right. you. I'm All with right. you. Now, if you're having a punt this weekend, uh, gamblers, uh, uh, drifters even,
1: all of you,
0: all of you, uh, you need to responsibly, if gambling is an issue for you, you can call 1800 858 858 or go to the Gambling Help hotline online. All the resources. Set yourself out.
1: But this weekend, mate, what are we doing? So we've got an extra special tipping comp for you guys uh, this weekend. We're going to be playing in the Valley. On Saturday? Yes. Obviously with the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. And the kind people at Ladbrokes uh, have gifted us another prize pack, but this one's a bit more special. It is. So the winner is going to get a signed Ladbrokes hat by none other than Peter Moody, trainer of Incentivize from the Darling Downs region himself, Peter. Um, So you can get that signed hat if you win. Um, And then secondly, you'll get a signed – by Jim Cassidy himself. Biography. Pumper. One of the greatest jockeys of all time. Um, you'll get that book as well if you win the tipping comp. So uh, plenty of time to enter from now, from when you're listening to this. Um, I'll just keep it over here. Um, yeah. Mooney Valley on Saturday. Get your tips in for the chance to win our greatest Ladbrokes prize pack ever. So thanks to the people at Ladbrokes. Makes sense. Ladbrokes Cox Plate Week, doesn't it? It does. It, it does. does. So. And I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Tell you what. We're getting some. We're getting some minutes into these.
1: We really are. Today. We talk so much shit.
0: <laughs> How did the matador get twenty minutes? Oh, it doesn't deserve it. Apologies for that, but you know
1: what? By the by, the looks of the numbers, mate, I, think I like what we're putting down. A you know, bit. they're picking up something. We are. We are already the biggest horse racing podcast uh, based in this suburb of Brisbane. So <laughs> the only way is up, allegedly. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, thanks for listening, drifters. Um, Yeah, we haven't done this sort of stuff in a while, but if you want to support the show, just give us a follow across Instagram, Twitter. Don't really put out that much on Twitter, but, you know, we might eventually.
1: Yep. Uh, But on Instagram we do. That's where all our main updates are. Yep. Um, Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, If you want to see our beautiful mugs, uh, give us a like on there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, if you subscribe, that'd be
0: unreal. If
1: you leave a comment,
0: we'll comment back. Uh, and if you left a review, if you listen on Apple, subscribe, that'd be unreal as well. But uh, uh, we do need to mention actually next week podcast will not be coming out Thursday night. Yes. It will be out around Friday midday. I'd say that yeah, um, because we, it's going to be a bit of a special edition because it is Derby day and we're going to get a few of our mates in to talk All things Derby Day because it is our favourite weekend of the year.
1: Can't wait, guys. Um, That'll be a special one. Group one's galore. Um, Hopefully we can help you find some winners. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't have thought so. All right. Thanks for listening. Best of luck, drifters.